you two feral idiots. I'm Steph. And I'm Carly. And today, um, I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. I found all of this this morning because I a thousand percent forgot to do anything. <laughs> it's fine. I literally, I was like, I was watching a show and I looked at Lee. I'm like, I'm recording today. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm recording. He goes, are you supposed to find stuff? I'm like, sure I am. And he goes, what'd you say you'd find? I'm like, well, originally we were going to do sugar baby stories just to like ease into the true crime thing. I couldn't find shit. Really? I mean, I could find some stuff, but it wasn't as interesting or as funny as I was hoping it would be. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this this will suck for an episode. Personally, I thought it would. So I decided what I'm going to do or what I did is I found articles. So obviously, let me backtrack. So it's Valentine's True Crime and Dark History. That is what this month's theme is. So what I decided to do is I found two articles with all different crimes, uh, mostly murders, that happened on Valentine's Day everywhere. Like this one, one article is from the UK. So yeah. And they have like several different things. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read these articles and then on the when the episode that drops on the 22nd of February is Carly's true crime episode. So I'm assuming you haven't done any research yet. So <laughs> she just nodded her head. Yes. What I, I figured what I could do is I'll give you a little synopsis of all of these different crimes that happened on Valentine's Day. I will send you the articles as well. And then you can go like deep dive into one of them. But then okay. we get a like a little sprinkle of all of it. So and then depending on how much time we have, we may do like a little like palette cleanser and I found some Valentine Reddit stories as well. Okay. So sounds good. All right. So let's jump into this. So this is from crime investigation dot co dot uk i don't know what the co is but hmm. whatever um it's called my bloody valentine the most shocking valentine's day murder okay and i'm not gonna read like the little like blurbs between the the talking about the crimes i'm just going to talk about the what happened so of course the the infamous saint valentine's day massacre is on here um, true crime buffs don't think they can't of candlelight dinners when they hear the word Valentine's Day. They think of seven Chicago mobsters being riddled with hundreds of bullets. It's never been officially confirmed, but there's very little doubt that the history's most famous gangster was behind the audacious slaughter. Al Capone had finally had it with the competing for the bootlegging racket of the Windy City and decided to eliminate his, his main rival. The Irish gang boss, George Bugs Moran, Capone's gang lured seven of Moran's north side mob to a warehouse on the morning of the 14th, 1929. Dressed as police officers, the south side Italians made the men line up against the wall and unloaded two Thompson machine guns and two shotguns into them. Damn. You never heard of that one? No. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was, that's, like, notorious. Like, a lot of, like, true crime podcasts, like, usually use this, that, um, story to talk for their first Valentine's Day, like, episode, is they talk about the Valentine's Day massacre. There's a lot more that goes into it. It's just, that's just a really quick synopsis. It was, like, a whole thing. It was a whole thing. It was insane. Actually, now that we say that, isn't that what was on your... Your calendar, right, for Valentine's Day was the El Capone thing. Mm. I don't know. It's right here. Let me look at it. So if that's the case, I'll wait. Let me take a look-see. You're probably correct. Dear fucking Lord. My pages are sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's perfect because that's what's on the schedule for next week is to go into that one. Oh, yeah. There we go. So, look at me making connections without meaning to do it. Ah, I'm kind of interested to look into that one more because, yeah, I've never heard of it. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm interested to see what you, like, come up with because, again, I've only, like, heard, like, other people's because, obviously, you're not going to find the same research, 
you'll find the same research, but you're going to find different versions of the same research. So I'm interested to see what you come up with. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Well, so next week, guys, is we're going to talk about the same Valentine's Day massacre. So now you know that as well. Um, So the next one is the Columbine subway shooting. Um, the, The two high school sweethearts were shot to death by an unknown assailant who police have since failed to track down. Theories behind the tragic rate range from Nick interfering in a drug deal at the sandwich shop to the idea that shooting could somehow have been related to the school massacre the previous year. That's all known for a certain is all that is known for certain is both kids were in love and were cut down before they got the chance to really be living their lives. So there was a shooting after Columbine happened that you're looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I do. I just I was okay. gonna ask that question if it was like the same they not the same thing but you know what i mean same um area or whatever yes it was the same area um they they don't know but this columbine school massacre was the year before so they're Uh wondering if the two are related because i believe the students were also these two people these two kids that were shot and killed were from that school. So they're wondering if they're related, but I don't know how they would be because the shooters of Columbine, I don't remember their names, were ki- they killed. They took their own lives, if I remember correctly, right? I thought so. That's what I thought too. Let me, let me look it up real quick. I thought they had taken their own lives. Did the Columbine shooters. It looks like they did. That's really sad. If if it's true, like, if those kids were at that school the year before and had to go through that, and then the following year were gunned down and murdered, that's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It is extremely sad. It's sad um, either way, but... Yeah, that, um, and it rough. sounds like this is still not solved. Wow. Yeah. Um... This one, Oscar Pistorius, Pistorius? I don't know, shoots his girlfriend through a door. So, um, Oscar Pistorius is a South African Olympian. Um, it was mo- one of the most genuinely jaw-dropping, gobsmacking news stories ever. Arguably sports' most inspirational character, South African runner Oscar Pistorius, won over the world with his ath- athletic exploits, despite being a double amputee since he was a toddler. Blade Runner was a hero, hero literally to millions, and then on Valentine's Day 2013, he became a killer. So he was a, um, I guess, that would he be in the Special Olympics then? Since he's a WMPT? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? My mind just went somewhere else. Anyone who listens and who also has watched Cat Williams' special, he did a thing, and now I'm really wondering if this is the same person. He did a whole bit where he was talking about a double amputee who ran in the Olympics, and he ended up winning, and then they took it away and disqualified him for an, as an unfair advantage. But I don't know. It's it. I'll have to send you. It's so fucking funny when he talks about it. But um, wow. It may be, I, it's possible it was the Special Olympics, but he, he could have ran in the real Olympics. Because this guy that he talked about was in the actual Olympics or something. I guess there's something else we'd have to look up. Because it doesn't say, it doesn't say whether it was the Special Olympics or the Olympics. It just says that he was the South African runner. And I saw images of him, like, on a, one of the, the first, second, third place, like, pedestal with a medal. So, but it doesn't say, like... I mean, either way, he's an Olympian. Um, Right, right. It was early morning of the 14th when Pistarius woke up in his home in Pretoria. Pretoria? I am so sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, To find that his model girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, was no longer in bed with him. She was instead instead in the couple's ensuite bathroom. Or in-suite bathroom, my bad. 
The sprinter heard a noise coming from the bathroom and for whatever reason didn't assume it was Reva. He apparently thought it was an intruder and he shot through the door four times, killing her. The lengthy and public trial ensued that Pistorius received five-year sentence for culpable homicide in 2014. Two years later, the state appealed that the verdict was overturned and he was resentenced to 13 years in prison for Miss Steenkamp's murder. Pistorius is due to be released from prison on parole on the 5th of January, 2024, almost 11 years after he murdered Reva Steenkamp. So I wonder if he was paroled. So I just, while you were reading that, looked it up, and this is, in fact, the guy Cat Williams did his stand-up about that he calls poor little Tink Tink. Um, oh, oh my. It, it's a whole thing. you got to watch it. It's funny. But okay. that's fucking wild. I literally yeah. just, I looked it up, and the, I'm pretty sure the article headline said, poor little Tink Tink murders his girlfriend. Because that was, like, such a big thing of his special. And then literally, within years, this guy became famous for something very on the opposite end. Wow. Holy shit. He is paroled. He he did parole on January 5th, so just a couple weeks ago. Wow. He was admitted to the system of community correction and is now at home. The department did not provide any additional details details of his release, so he's officially in a parolee after 11 years. Wow. Yep. That's rough. Mm-hmm. All right. On to the next. Wife hires hitman called Mr. Results to kill unlucky hus- husband. All right. Jesus Listen. Christ. Listen here, like, if you're hiring a hitman who has nicknamed himself Mr. Results, don't hire him. Don't hire a hitman at all, but specifically do not hire this one. Right. Mr. Results? It's like calling yourself Mr. Perfect. Um, Snellville, Georgia, Richard Shoke was looking forward to Valentine's Day 2010. He was due to meet his wife Stacy at a local park so they could exchange cards and gifts. It was the Shokes' third wedding anniversary, and Richard was excited. He loved his wife dearly, gladly adopting her three children after becoming her fifth husband. But she never showed up at the park. And that's the end of the synopsis. Listen, five times? Five times, really? Is this Lori Vallow's? Literally, you should. I think you should dig into that one because it doesn't say if he died. Ooh, I might. Wait, no, 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 there's more. Sorry, there was like an ad in between. There's more. There is more. There is more. There was an ad in between. I didn't realize that. Richard was instead met by Reginald Coleman, a personal trainer and part time, part time hitman. The fuck. Who went by a rather immodest moniker of Mister Results. Coleman gunned Richard down, killing him. Stacy waited for her $500,000 life insurance payout. She never received it. Instead, she rightly received jail time. To make matters worse, Stacy was not only cheating on Richard, she even posthumously? Yeah. Posthumously accused him? I don't know what that word is. I I have no idea what that word is. How to pronouns don't judge me people because i literally do not know how to say this word watch it's gonna say i'm like oh i've heard that word before but i've never seen it written out posthumously i've never seen that word written out ever 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 anyways and this is a side note joey do not harass me for not knowing how to say it jerk um accused him (laughs) accused him of molesting one of her sons the child spoke out in richard's defense at the trial and the notion was squashed and stacy shok is now serving life in prison this is literally lori vallow literally literally wow shit yep 
Okay. Christian missionary gives wife bullet as Valentine's gift. Would oh. you like a bullet for Valentine's? Not it's really. like taking bullet for my Valentine to a whole new level. Anyway. Literally. <laughs> When 39-year-old Baptist minister Nathan Luthold, Luthold, Luthold? I don't know, called 911 on February 14, 2013, he told police that his family had been a victim of a home invasion. When officers arrived at the scene, they found Den- Denise Luthold, Nathan's wife, dead. She received a single but deadly gun- gunshot wound to the head. Things didn't look good for Nathan's defense, but before the Illinois police found go- be- and that was before Illinois police found Google searches on Nathan's computer, like how to hit someone over the head to knock them out and how to muffle a gun. He got 80 years in jail for the murder. It's a lot of Valentine's Day that Nathan Luthodel will be missing. Damn, you people are crazy. A lot of weird things. Like, I don't know what was up with the year of 2013. I don't know if it was bad luck because it was 2013. And 13 is usually like an unlucky number. Oh. A, a lot of dying happened. You might be on to something. I'm thinking. That's crazy. Damn. All right. A bubble and a squeak murder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this was actually pretty recent. On the eve of Valentine's Day 2021, a private birthday celebration in a sleepy seaside resort ended in a bloody murder. 66-year-old Penny Jackson stabbed her 78-year-old husband, David, three times. The motivation for the killing was supposedly nothing more than an argument over her choice to serve bubble and squeak with a gourmet evening meal their daughter had sent them in lockdown. During the trial later that year, recordings of the aftermath of the crime were beamed around the world. The recording of Penny Jackson's 999 call, which is the 911 in England, or in the UK in general, I think. Um, actually, I think it's everywhere. I even think, like, I'm trying to think. I think, like, even, like, Africa uses, like, 999 as well. Hmm. I think. Anyways, it's the emergency line for over the sea. Um, the police and body cam footage of her arrest going vi- viral. She stabbed him over... What to serve with dinner? I'm assuming a bubble and squeak is like a wine or a champagne or something. I'm gonna I don't look know. It up quick. But that's that's pretty drastic. That's um. And then there's a quote from her saying, "I've I've killed my husband because I've had enough." The bubble and squeak murder. Penny Jackson claimed mm. she murdered her husband of 24 years because he allegedly he is alleged controlling and abusive behavior. I don't know what's worse. What it what a bubble and squeak actually is or us thinking it's wine. Bubble is and squeak. Pop? No, bubble and squeak is a British dish made from cooked potatoes and cabbage mixed together and fried. So she wanted to serve fried cabbage and potatoes and with a gourmet evening meal from their daughter and he got mad at her and so she stabbed him i guess so listen i understand like getting mad because you want something but you straight up killed your husband over fried cabbage and potatoes yeah there's definitely more to that there has to be more than that there has to be there has to be because it's stupid it's there's no way i mean people have killed over dumber but that's neither here nor there that's true A young couple in love, tied to a tree, tortured and killed. Um, this one is kind of hard to hear, just so everyone is aware. So if you need to skip a few seconds, go ahead, Carly, you don't get that option, so good luck. Cool. Um, students Jesse McBain, 19, and Patricia Mann, 20, were a couple out, out for a walk on Valentine's Day back in 1971. It was the final walk either of them would ever take. 13 days after they entered a wooded area in Durham, Orange County, North Carolina, their lifeless bodies were found, fully clothed, fully clothed, but covered crudely by, by leaves. The couple were tied up and both had been strangled to death. Evidence pointed that their killer or killers repeatedly tightening and loosening the ropes around their necks 
as a form of torture and a way of prolonging the killings. No one ever caught the heinous, heinous crime. And then they put, so, uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. So, I remember hearing this one. I believe I heard it on Morbid. And it takes, I'm not sure. Only reason why I know this is because from one of the Morbid hosts, her name is Elena. She is a registered autopsy technician. So, she knows the science behind it. Uh, she's not an auto- she's not a doctor, so she's not the autopsy person. Like she's not the one that's able to write the report and make the determination. She's just a technician, but she does know the science behind it all and understanding. It takes an astronomical amount of strength to actually strangle someone. So, it is very possible that the killer in this was doing it to prolong their death but it is a very strong possibility that he that they or I'm gonna say they because it could have been multiple and I don't know if it was a man or a woman so I'm just gonna say they they were tightening and tightening and using all of their strength tightening and had to take a break because of how Mm. tight because it takes a lot a lot of strength right to strangle someone it also takes like so if you ever if you ever hear like a true crime story of like their hyoid bone and their neck was broken which is like it's in your throat like it's around your throat it's in the front okay i believe that is actually what a man's adam apple is i could be wrong but i think that is anyways there's a hyoid bone in the front of your neck if you if that is broken if someone finds your dead body and that is broken they know basically without a shadow of a doubt that that is what killed you with strangulation and it is so hard to break that bone apparently from what i've heard and from what i read it is very difficult to break that bone so and strangulation is so personal Mm -hmm. and the fact that this is still unsolved to this day and who knows if the person's still alive because if it was an adult like if it was like a 50 year old man in 1971 they, they're very well dead by now. Right. Like, it's... Yeah, that... I remember here. I believe I heard that one on more. And it was it was a rough... That's a tough one. That is... Yeah. That is very hard. So, that is all the ones from my true crime, invest, crime and investigation from the UK. So, I have another article. Okay. Um, these are just five deadly Valentine's Day. This is from Fox News... It was written by Michael Ruiz. He actually wrote this February 14th last year. Oh. Um, he talked about Oscar Pistorius. Actually, this may say he was. So this article, he w- they went into a little more depth about Oscar Pistorius. Um... He they he said that he claimed that he thought an intruder had snuck through the window of his Pretoria, South Africa home, and he opened fire in self defense. But it, like that that fell apart on him. I was gonna say that apparently didn't work because he served a lot of time. Yeah, um, he the, he also talked about Jesse McBain and Patricia Mann. Um, the police found them. So this, so I forgot to say, Jesse McBain and Patricia Mann, it wasn't, it didn't take place on Valentine's Day. It actually took place on February 12th and they found the couple tied around a tree on February 25th. Wow. Took them that long to find them? Yeah. They were that deep. Either they were that deep in the woods or they didn't think of checking. I don't know. Wow. Okay. So the next one is. Um, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. This one does have sexual assault. It does not go into detail. It just, just, it says something about people who were. So just to warn everybody, again, if you need to skip, go ahead and do that. We will not be offended and we won't know because we can't see you skip stuff. So, right. It's fine. (laughs) So Cassandra Rundle, 37. Dietrich Sturm, 12, and Melanie Sturm, 10. Um, Cassandra was a 37-year-old office worker and mother of and mother of two from Colorado Springs, was found dead with her 12-year-old son, Detri- Dietrich, 
I think it's Franz Dietrich. It could be Dietrich. I don't know. And 10-year-old daughter, Melanie, in 1985. All three had been strangled. Um, according to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, the autopsy revealed both Rundle, so Cassandra, the mother, 37, and the daughter, Melanie, 10, had both been sexually assaulted. Um, the bodies were discovered by her second ex- ex-husband, David Peltzer, who was reportedly dropping by the with a Valentine's Day gift. The Associated Press reported that in 1985 that Rundle, twice divorced, had put out a pair of personal ads in the local newspaper and received 85 responses. She believed that she was believed to have met about 12 of them in person by time by the time of the sling. The case remains unsolved. But the Las Vegas I don't know how Las Vegas is involved. But have identified the suspect in two cold cases dating back to the 90s that could be in, um, like, a similar situation happened, uh. basically. Um, for Colorado Springs Police Department, it's not, it's our only unsolved triple murder. And not only that, but there are two children involved. So the case itself is pretty traumatic. Colorado Springs cold case detective Rachel Cruz Rogers told, um, Fox 21 in 2020. 35 years after the slayings. That's really sad. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, That would be another interesting one. It would be a hard one to deep dive into, but it would be an interesting one because I'm curious to see what the personal ad was that she put out. Yes, I thought the same thing. Was it like a personal ad, like single mom wanting to mingle? Was it like that type of personal ad? Like the shit you see on Craigslist? Well, would see on Craigslist? I don't even think Craigslist is still around. It is. Oh, okay. Cool. So the dark side of Craigslist, like if that it was that like that kind of ad, or was it like I'm looking for a handyman to help me with my house? Like what type of personal ad are we talking about? But the fact that she met with twelve people from that ad, it's making me believe in maybe more of a Craigslist one. But that's yeah. just me. No, that's that's what I was thinking too. Is that it was something about wanting to mingle, wanting to date. Yeah, I'm assuming she was trying to, because again, this was 1985. Mm-hmm. The internet wasn't around then. This is how you most like you met people by going out and about. I mean, putting your, I mean, now we know putting that sort of thing in the newspaper is not smart, right? Because people are fucking unhinged and out of their minds. But yep, they didn't think about that then. All right, this next one is about John Hamilton. Okay. Okay. Dr. John Hamilton placed the initial 911 call after his wife was strangled and beaten to death in Oklahoma on Valentine's Day 2001. The police arrived to find the pair of cords wrapped tight around her neck and her skull fractured according to the the mirror according to the mirror. That Hamilton was a gynecologist and abortion provider according to the report and his wife allegedly received threats from pro-life groups. Investigators, however, zeroed in on her husband being the suspect. He was convicted of first-degree murder after blood splatter. After blood spatter, expert testified in court that the stains on his shirt were likely obtained during the brutal beating and not after. He remains behind bars at R.B. Dick Connor Correctional Center in Holman, Oklahoma. But he it doesn't say anywhere about why he killed her, what happened, mm-hmm. like what made him again going back to the strangulation that's such a personal thing and he had to take her head with enough force and hit it against the mirror so hard that it fractured her skull your skull is not an easy thing to fracture it is a really really thick bone right oh that's yeah that's really bad that's mm-hmm I I don't know. That one might be a good one to look into, too, to see what the motive was. Right. If there was one. Who knows? Right. He could have just came completely unhinged and lost his mind. and Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gibson Paul. Um, Gibson Paul found himself dumped on February 14th, 2011. Grabbed a gun and opened fire on the car of his live-in girlfriend, Tamika Peterson. When she was trying to leave a friend's house. Or, sorry, when she was trying to leave with friends. 
He struck her five times and injured another passenger who survived. Three others in the car, a male driver, another woman, and a three-year-old girl escaped physical escaped physical injury. After shooting, Paul fled from Rivera Beach to Tennessee where police arrested on the Florida charges. He was convicted of first-degree murder, aggravated assault, shooting into an un- to an occupied ve- vehicle, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. The judge sentenced him to life in prison. He is currently housed at Liberty Correctional Institution. Okay, so this is going to go on a whole nother kind of little tangent, but so many people say they don't understand why women don't just say no or why they don't just break up with someone. This is why. This is why. This is is 100% why, because there are men out there that will kill you. Right. For doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I know someone who was in a very abusive relationship. Um, the abuser would had physically strangled them, had broken their arm, had done several things to them. And it literally took them, the abuser, shoving the abusee with a minor around for her or him to call the police to get the abuser arrested and I'm trying to be as cryptic as possible because I don't want the person to not I'm sure the person is okay with the story being out there but I'm I'm I know for a fact they won't want the names out there so that's why I'm being kind of cryptic um because this person has shared their story but I'm trying to still be cautious of of that and everything So it literally took the abuser being arrested and going to jail for them to finally leave. It took that. And unfortunately, there's actually, I I saw this actually yesterday. Um, I think I saw it on TikTok, maybe. I think um, it was a it was a clip of a podcast. This girl was talking about how she was in an abusive relationship, and she had said that the average time that it takes somebody to leave a relationship alive seven times. Oh, it was K and Tay from TikTok. She um oh okay. She was in her she was she was on the Unplanned podcast. Um, and I watched it because I like K and Tay. They're very they're like they're cringy cute in my in, like, yeah. Like, yeah, like they're I I like them. I mean, I'm not yes. saying they're cringy as an ew, gross. I'm saying like they're like they're so cute that it almost makes you cringe. Yes, yes. <laughs> but she was in a. I don't know if she necessarily called it abusive. She could, yeah, I think she called it abusive. You guys can watch it on their on their um on Matt and Abby's the Unplanned podcast. You guys can watch it on there. Um, you're welcome for the free publicity, even though we have like. 10 listeners that's irrelevant (laughs) um she said that when she was with her ex-husband um she left and came back left and came back left and came back and then she finally left and Mm -hmm. was done when her daughter was i think two three her oldest um and that was 12 years ago and she said it's actually average and common for someone who is abused man or woman it takes seven times of leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back for someone to finally be done seven times. And that's if you're lucky, if you don't get killed or severely injured exactly. while in that type of relationship. And she never said like they got like physical or anything like that. She just said they would fight, but she never said that if there was a physical fight or a verbal fight, but right. abuse is abuse, whether it's mental, yes. financial, um sexual physical it doesn't matter abuse is abuse and and none of it is good and all of it is can cause ptsd and Mm -hmm. can make people feel trapped so it's just um it's yeah so it can take someone seven times to finally leave so those who keep saying why won't you leave why won't you leave why won't you leave that's why because they feel trapped and also I've heard women say, I thought I could change him. And I am here to say, as kindly as humanly possible, they will never change. They will never change. If they, let me rephrase that. Let me back up. They will never change unless they want to change. And you Mm -hmm. cannot make them change. Because I'm telling you now that if they want to change 
for you, they're going to continue to revert back. They just, yes. they just are. It's just the way the it's just the way the brain works. They mm -hmm. can certainly try. There are those men who are out there who try and try and try and try because they do want to. But it's hard. It is hard, especially when you've been in a in this certain way for so long. It's hard to go back. It literally takes a life changing moment to happen for people to change from that sort of sort of relationship or that sort of life. Yeah. So if you're like. No, don't. This is just for all those people out there in abusive relationships. If you are feeling stuck in a relationship, we hear you. We pray for you. All of the things, but you're never. They're never gonna change. They they if they wanted to change, they would have done it by now. Mm -hmm. So leave. Protect yourself because your life is valuable. Your life matters. And sticking around and being in a shit relationship because you think they'll change or because they quote unquote love you. If they loved you, they wouldn't hurt you. Right. Right. They, they wouldn't. Or if they love you and they do hurt you and they realize they're hurting you, they will seek therapy to get help to stop hurting you. Yes. And that's what, that's the big thing. They'll say, I'll change, I'll change, I'll change, I'll change. They can't do it by themselves and you can't help them. You can't help them change. They need a professional, either that's anger management, therapy, medication, a psychologist, something. Because there is a, clearly a chemical imbalance causing them to do this. Mm -hmm. And you can't fix that. Your mom can't fix that. Their mom can't fix that. Nobody can fix that except themselves with the help of a, of a professional, in my opinion. 100%. So just... This is, and I know your goal wasn't to start this whole tangent, but that is. No, but it's important to, to touch on because I'm, right. I'm, I get tired of seeing the, we'll just say no, just break up with them. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can say no. The pe women say no, men and women. I keep saying women. I'm so sorry. The, but to be fair, it's more women than men, but mm -hmm. that we know of because those that are the we ones know that go, yes. th those are the ones that are called. Those are the ones that women are the, will seek help from an outside source before men will. It's just the way it is. And men, if you are in an abusive relationship, leave. You are, you deserve better. You are worth more than being abused by the person you're with. Yes. Period. Yes. So it's just, it's so important to touch on because you can say no. Here, let's just talk about, I mean, this is really dark and I'm so sorry. Let's just talk about like rape in general. Let's just talk yes. about women have said no men have said no who have been raped they have verbally said no 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 don't 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 please don't please don't please don't and they still because the person who's doing the abusing isn't gonna they don't listen. care they do they not care. care they don't care they do because if they cared they wouldn't even thought of think about doing it to begin with exactly and that's the big thing that's why you can absolutely say no and do say no. If you find yourself in a situation where you're about to be injured or harmed or whatever in any way, shape or form, say no. That way you and give it all, give it hell, give it everything you can to get out of the situation. Say no, do what you can. But for those who are listening, who know somebody who are in a, in, in a situation like this and they, and you say, just say no you deserve like smacked upside your head because I can almost guarantee that they said no. Right. They either said no or they froze. Yeah. This yeah. one of the two. Yep. So no, it, it it's important to talk about because that story right there mm -hmm. is a prime example. Yeah. She she broke up with him for who knows what reason. Right. It doesn't even really matter. No. And then he killed her. Right. Literally got mad at her for breaking up with him, went outside and shot her because he did not want her to leave. That is so fucked up. Mm -hmm. What makes you think that you have the right? Sure, you're going to be hurt. Breakups suck. Breakups are the worst. Mm -hmm. They fucking suck. But what makes you think you have the right to force her to stay with you and then take her life because she doesn't want to? Right. Please. The only time you have the right, in my opinion, the only time you have the right to take a life is if your life is in danger. 
So if I'm being attacked by Billy Bob Joe and he has a knife out on me and I get to him first and I take his life first, that is my right as a human being to protect myself or protect my children or protect my family. I have that right. If you're attacking me, I have the right to attack you back. If you're mm-hmm. physically attacking me, mm-hmm. I have the right to protect myself. Mm-hmm. This is the only time you have the right to take someone's life, in my opinion, to protect yourself or to protect your family. Yeah, I agree. So, so fuck you, Gibson, or whatever the hell your name was. Yeah, fuck you. What was your name? I don't know. Gibson Paul. What a dumb name. That is a really dumb name. That sounds like it should be in reverse. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Anyways, fuck you, Gibson Paul. You deserve to stay in jail. Yeah. Of course he was from Florida. Every All the weird shit happened in Florida. Fucking course it's Florida. Why am I not surprised? Because it's Florida. Okay, so palate cleanser. Okay, just real quick. Okay. Um, Reddit, what are some of your funniest Valentine's Day stories? All right. I had... Um... I I had to work on Valentine's Day from 9 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. with a single break in between, so we celebrated on the the 11th. I was sick as anything with strep throat, but I insisted we go out and celebrate with dinner and a movie because I know she was looking forward to it so much, and it's still... And it's all she talked about in the days... Ooh, my bad. In the days leading up to it. Long story short, I'm so sick and and physically exhausted, I fall asleep during the movie. Movie's over and we go get a room. I'm trying my hardest to be genuinely romantic and satisfying while coughing and looking like death. By the end of the night, I'm passed out in cold sweats and every single blanket over me, leaving her with almost nothing. She said it was the cutest thing seeing me try so hard to make it when she make it what she wanted i don't know how but in the end it was genuine and somehow she did not get strep throat (laughs) (laughs) that's sweet (laughs) wait oh god someone says you're a great boyfriend and then he says until she tried to cheat tried to cheat on me six months later then i was a great ex-boyfriend ha ha and the person replied well there goes my faith in humanity again oh my god (laughs) Poor guy. He tried his hardest. He did try his hardest. Um, the next one is, dude here, when I was a freshman in college, my parents decided they wanted to come visit me for the weekend of Valentine's Day, and I wanted to, and wanted me to come out and meet them in the city for dinner that night. I was a little pissed, and I was, as I wanted to get drunk at a bar somewhere and take advantage of all the single lonely ladies looking for some love, but oh well. So I'm in the city with my parents and we had some time to kill until dinner reservations. My mom suggests we go to the bar across the street and have some drinks. We go across the street and I find a table and sit down. My mom immediately gets up to go to the bathroom and my dad leaves to go to the bar, leaves the bar to go check in with the restaurant. I start to look around and I observe my surroundings and I realize three things in this order. One, there is not a single girl in here. Two, why are all the gay guy why are all the guys staring at me? Three oh shit. My parents left me alone in a gay bar on Valentine's Day. <laughs> One of the guys came over and asks how I was doing. I ignored him, waited my waited for my mom to get out of the bathroom, grabbed our coats, and left. It's still a family story till this day. Hey they put Seagull, which is their username. Hey Seagull, remember that time we left you in a gay bar on Valentine's Day? And then someone comments, oh, well, did they ever come back or lead you across the street to find out they had no reservations? <laughs> and he never responded. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, there's no... And just to, this... Okay, so this post is actually from 11 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back far. So I just want to kind of, like preface this by this this boy could have been so shy so that's probably why he actually ignored the man that approached him because if he's shy he's he probably has problems talking to women let alone gay men right let alone people in general (laughs) so um i picked this one it's not really funny but the comment afterwards is kind of funny and i think you're gonna appreciate it 
I was dumped the day before Valentine's Day on Friday the 13th, full moon, first love, laugh for I was injured and never recovered, bonus points if you can guess the year. Was it 2013? Someone said, nice try, Jason. Is this really why you wear a hockey mask and kill campers at Crystal Lake on Friday the 13th? Sorry, that was insensitive. 2008, question mark? And he goes, nope. Someone says, 2004 or 2012. He goes, nope. 2000, my son was born on Friday, February 13th, and I feel like I should be able to get this one. And the person says, no bonus bonus points for you. Do you get it? I don't know. He's talking about... Um, you said Jason. Oh, yeah, I get that part. But oh, okay. Th- he never said what year, No, nope, right? he never came yeah. back and said what year. Yeah, no, I appreciate the Friday the 13th one. Okay. That's a pretty I good just, one. That's why I picked it. For those who don't know, Carly's a weirdo and likes scary movies. I'm not a weirdo. They're good. If you watched one, I think you would love it. I I can't. I think I have the perfect one to introduce you to. Listen, when I was, I think, in middle school, um... I was I went to the movies with my sister and some of her friends and then their the the friend's dad because my sister couldn't drive yet. So I had actually been elementary school. I know it was a rated R movie, so I should have been there to begin with. Um it was Underworld. That's not even a scary movie. I was in elementary school. <laughs> I was like four. Not really. I was probably more like ten or eleven, but that's irrelevant. Oh my god. You know what you should watch for the month of February? It's been no. a long time since I watched it, so I don't know that it actually has anything to do with this, but My Bloody Valentine. I'd rather And not. there's there's a remake with your guy in it from Supernatural. Which one? I don't know their name. The tall one or the short one? The short, funny one. <laughs> They're both funny. Um, that is Jensen. Yeah, him. He's in it. I don't know uh, if it's actually scary, but... It would be a good one to watch. Mm, I'm okay. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, yes. Listen, no, Lee's been trying to get one. me to watch scary movies for almost a decade, and I tell him no every single time, so. um, I think you should watch mine that is, like, my absolute favorite, probably. It's called The Strangers. Watch that one. I have it if you need to borrow it. Um, I think you guys would You know what? One. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. No, I'm not okay. gonna watch super scary like thriller, like like the ones where with with uh, um, Emily Blunt and Josh or her, her John are in the same movie. A and, Quiet like, to, Place. Yeah, I won't watch those kind. I will not. Like I'll, because there's monsters in it, or like what? I don't understand. Because it's it's like it psychologically will fuck with my brain, and I just can't do it. Um, okay. You start watching Disney movies. I'll watch a couple. Scary movies in far apart though. Not in one week. It has to be far apart. We can have a movie night. It's fine. Okay. But you have to watch Disney movies. You have to watch them. And we're starting with fucking Mary Poppins. Oh my fucking god, I knew you were gonna pick that one. <laughs> Alright, fine. If you want deal. if you want, we can do like the like the remake of it. If you absolutely want to. But I'm telling you, Dick Van Dyke is just he is an amazing human being. And the fact that you don't know him. Or Carol Burnett. I do know him. I know yeah. him from the Nightmare at the Museum. He's the janitor. Or not the janitor, one of the He's security, security guard. If you would have said that, I would have been like, oh, because I know him. Because he's not known for, well, he is, but he's not. He's known for a lot of things, but, like, kid-wise, Mary Poppins. He also All has right. a whole last TV show called The Dick Van Dyke Show. He's right. also in uh md murder he was a doctor that like investigated murders i don't know it was like from the 90s i don't fucking know anyways his son was in it too hmm. i'm saying i'm saying right, anyways whatever. so this one's funny this is like i feel like this is something your your dad would do if he had like you and like you had a sister and then your mom okay. this is what i feel like would happen and this person said, I was 17. My boyfriend of a year broke up with me over the phone while I was visiting my dad in another city. An hour later, my mother called me sobbing because she had knocked down drag off fight with her boyfriend. My stepmom had been verbally abused and then called into work by her heinous boss. And it was a Saturday. 
My poor shell-shocked father, dealing with three crying women, tried to make the make it better by taking my stepmom and I to a movie at the end of the day. My stepmom was really was really late getting out of work, so we missed the movie we wanted to see and settled for something none of us really cared about. So just so we'd have something to do. After the movie, we went to dinner. My dad dropped my stepmom and I off at the front front of the restaurant then pulled around the corner to a park and he was hit by oncoming car he was fine but the car was totaled worst valentine's day ever oh my god yeah yeah uh, just go home at that point yeah literally just, just call go it home. a night call it a night just, you're done you're done yep. so next week like we said carly will be talking about the St. Valentine's Day mur- Massacre with Al Capone and all that good stuff. Um, and then the week after that, we're doing something. I'm do- Oh, the week after that, so that's the 15th, we are talking about the dark history of Valentine's Day and how it came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the week after that, we'll be a deep dive into one of these stories, and I have to send you those articles. I'm going to do that now so I don't forget. Okay. And then we're going to probably end the month with something a little different than murders just to give us the palate cleanser that we'll need um if you have not sent us your love stories yet please do because we're going to use them as palate cleansers Mm -hmm. very much needed palate cleansers yes so if you guys could be so kind to do that carly i'm sending you the sending you these articles now so i don't forget okay um, and if you have not followed us on Instagram, please do so, uh, Two Feral Idiots Podcast. If you want to be so kind and join our Facebook group, it's Two Feral Idiots. And you can also send us an email where you will also send your love stories, Two Feral Idiots Podcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us your stories. And we will see you all next week. See you next week, guys.